Hello and happy Friday. It is a great Friday because it is officially the first full week of the college football season. We made it. Ladies and gentlemen, we made it to this point. It has been a long, 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 long few months, but the college football season is back and baby, I am so ready for it. So I'm going to be giving out my week one picks every week, be going through giving my top five games in college football and the NFL, be breaking those down and giving my picks uh, weekly and also my locks of the week. So it's going to be fun. I, Hey, I'm pretty good at this. I mean, go look at my track record the last few years since I've been doing this. I do pretty good when picking college football and NFL games. A lot of five-minute weeks, honestly, and a lot of locks covered. So see how we go week one. Week one's always hard to tell. I mean, you never know how these teams are going to come out. But I'm going to be talking college football week one, a little Major League Baseball action, and then NFL, uh, what's going on in those two uh, sports. So before we get started, make sure to follow the podcast on any platform, any streaming service at Burgers and Brats. Stay up to date with Lacers on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and hopefully you're watching live on millions.co right now. Uh, check it out at Burgers and Brats and check out the podcast website, burgersbratspodcast.com. Go get some merch there or you can get some merch on millions.co. I got everything y'all have ever dreamed of on there. So, I mean, let's, let's start with it. College football week one. Now, uh, not not too many great games, honestly, in my opinion. There's a few. There's a few on here. There's five at least uh, that I found. But um, I there's a, I, I, there are gonna be some close games. Week one's always close. The offenses kind of struggle getting out there. It makes the defense look really good. Uh, probably low scoring games, or depending on how their defense was last year, some high scoring games. But uh, week one, we, we there's some decent games, especially it's awesome because it's slated from tonight, Thursday, uh, if you're watching live on Millions, all the way through Monday night with Duke and Clemson. So, I mean, we got all-day action every day through the whole weekend. All right, uh, let's start with my first game that I'm going to be picking, West Virginia versus Penn State. Uh, pretty good, Pretty good matchup right here. Uh, Penn State ranked number seven coming in uh, in the preseason AP poll. Uh, they are 20 and a half point favorites versus the Mountaineers. And I mean, why shouldn't they be? They had two losses last year. They are supposed to be a really good team. West Virginia did not have a good end to the year. They have not had a great, they not have a great season last year, and they should not probably have a great season this year. It's going to be tough sledding for the Mountaineers, but if they can play competitive, I mean, even just a one-score game, maybe a 10-point game, uh, keep it that close, I think Mountaineer fans can have some high hopes for the season being, okay, uh, this team can be pretty good. But Penn State, uh, you better cover the spread if you want to be seen as contenders in the Big Ten and uh, if you want to have high expectations facing Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, you better win this game by 21-plus. Uh, Penn State, I mean, they were off that Rose Bowl win against uh, the back-to-back Pac-12 champion uh, Utah Utes. So uh, this team's riding high right now. Um, <clears throat> I James Franklin, see what he can do. But, I mean, every it's like every other year. It's an up year, down year, up year, down year. I mean, two years ago, this team went to nine overtimes versus Illinois. That last year they had two losses. Uh, maybe could have beat 
Ohio State, but uh, so this year they, they may not be good. I don't know. I can't ever tell with James Franklin. Not the biggest James Franklin fan, honestly. Uh, th- this game, who knows? What whoever comes out hot, I it should be Penn State in this one. I don't don't know how close or competitive it will be. Uh, primetime game on ABC though, so this is our first week primetime ABC matchup. I think Penn State gets the win, thirty-one to seventeen in this game. I, if it's any closer than that, I think. Uh, well, I mean, West Virginia covers in this one, but if it looks dominant. West Virginia scores late. Uh, I think Penn State can be all right. Good, good first win. All right, next game: uh, Boise State versus uh, number ten Washington. Washington. I mean, two, three losses last year. Uh, easy cupcake schedule last year. Have a pretty decent schedule this year. At Pac-12 though is way better, way better conference. I think they are. I mean, I think they they could be the second best conference in college football behind the SEC. Maybe right up there with the Big Ten. Maybe I'd pick Ohio State, and Michigan over most of the Pac-12 teams, but I think the Pac-12 is one of the better conferences in college football. Washington's got all this hype coming in this year. Boise State, uh, they had their worst year. Uh, in a in a while uh, this previous season, so they're looking to bounce back. Uh, Washington, not super high on them. Kind of been talking about that. Don't really think there should be this much hype around them. Like I said, easy schedules, but if you win your games, uh, you're gonna get that hype. I, I do think Boise State can keep this game close. This this is an underdog team. They play these big time dogs and they keep games close and they win these games sometimes. So, 14 is a lot of points to give Washington in this game. I think it can 100% will 100% be a closer game than that. Maybe they get right at it, but it should be that close uh, through uh, throughout the game. Boise State's got a high production rate coming back. They did go uh, eight and one in their conference uh, to end the year, but uh, still finished with one of their worst uh, uh, postseason rankings in a while. Uh, they did have uh, their their 1,000 yard rusher George Holana come back. Uh, O-line, though, replaces three. They got to replace three people on the O-line for Boise State, and that is a tough thing to do. If your offensive line is replacing with a bunch of young guys and everything, it's not a good start to your season, and it's going to be tough, tough sledding. But Washington, though, they lose their running back Davis for the season, so that is a major loss for Washington. He was so good last year. See how Michael Penix does to start the season. Good quarterback, good, decent quarterback. So just don't make the mistakes. I, I, I'm i picking Washington 26 to 23 in this game. So I think Boise State can easily cover. I think Boise State can honestly maybe sneak out a win here. Don't just not super high on Washington. Thing go win by, thing go cover in this game. I'll be impressed by Washington, but I think Washington gets a 26 23 win over Boise State. All right. Uh, next game. Coach Prime takes the field in Colorado. They head to uh, Fort Worth to play the number 17th uh, defending runner-up in TCU Horned Frogs. TCU is a 20-and-a-half-point favorite. Now, a lot of disrespect for this TCU team that was the national runner-up. They do lose Max Duggan, though, to the NFL. They do still have Sonny Dykes coming in. And Max Duggan wasn't even the starter going into the year last year. Uh, Chandler Morris started the first three games, and he beat Colorado. I believe they had a 38, uh, yeah, it was a 38-13 win last year 
over over the Buffaloes. So Chandler Morris has already beaten this Colorado. I mean, it's a different team, different coach, different players, but a lot of young players on that team. So Chandler Morris has already beaten uh, this Colorado team last year. Uh, Seattle Shadow Sanders, uh, Hunter, and a lot of a lot of young corn transfers are going to be playing because I mean, there's over 58 transfers. I think just new guys on this team. So just remarkable uh, what's going on in Colorado. So it's, you can't win. You can't win that many games with this much turnover with coaching staffs, all these starters, backups, and new guys coming in who hadn't played before or uh, just hadn't played here and haven't thrown the system, especially in such a, a short amount of time. So uh, Chandler Morris getting the start. Uh, they did get a big loss, though. TCU – uh, lost the 2022 Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year with uh, Max Duggan. They did, who accounted for 41 total touchdowns. 41 total touchdowns. So you're losing a lot of points. And then you're also losing your wide receiver, Johnson. Uh, big losses for them. but So big losses, but good quarterback. And you're facing a team that should not be good in Colorado. And they're over-unders, I think only three and a half, maybe less. Uh, for their season. So I'm going TCU. I'll go 30 to 13. I think it's a pretty sustainable win for the Horn Frogs, but um, I don't cover. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what Coach Prime can do with Colorado. It should be entertaining just because of all the storylines heading into this season. So, all right. Uh, next game, uh, 21 ranked North Carolina Tar Heels versus the Unranked South Carolina Gamecocks. North Carolina, a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. A little surprising. Uh, South Carolina is not ranked after kind of ending the year on with wins over Clemson and uh, Tennessee in the bowl game. So a little, little surprising. Or Tennessee and then Clemson. So uh, a little surprising there. Um, this game has major bowl implications. I mean, Orange Bowl implications right here. Maybe a, another New Year's Six bowl game. But major bowl implications for this first game. Uh, Rattler versus May, pretty good quarterback battle. Rattler, obviously the number one quarterback in the nation coming in, has not lived up to the hype. Drake May, balling, baller last year. Um, he had 4,300 yards, 38 touchdowns, and only seven interceptions. He also led the team in rushing, uh, which is kind of why they kind of had a downfall towards the end of the year. You can't have your quarterback leading your team in rushing. Uh, can Mac Brown still coach? I mean, yeah. Yeah, this dude can still coach. They need a lot of help on defensive side of the football because uh, North Carolina ranked 114th in defense against, or in total defense last year. That's hard to fix. That's very hard to fix, especially when you lose a lot on the defense. Maybe the, maybe they it's good they lost a bunch of guys, but they lost a lot of guys last year. Uh, they also lost four straights in the year, like I said, so uh, not a great ending to the year. And then they lost their two top receivers to the NFL draft. So they're losing a lot of production uh, offensive, defensively. Luckily, of Drake May back, who is a phenomenal quarterback, who could end up in New York City. Uh, not winning, but I think he could definitely end up uh, at the ceremony towards the end of the year. Uh, Shane Beamer going into his second year at South Carolina with Rattler, who is with at OU. I think these two are a good pairing. I think Rattler did some good things at South Carolina, especially towards the end of the year when they had all those points and were uh, looking pretty good. But 
defense or defense was a little bit better than North Carolina's. They ranked 87th in total defense against the pass last year. So tiny bit better, but not much better. See how they do for that SEC defense. I think this is going to be a phenomenal game. This is one of the uh, one of the games I'm looking forward to most during this weekend. I think South Carolina gets to win 34-31. This game can really go either way, in my opinion. I think it comes down to a three-point game, uh, maybe a field goal to win it. But this is going to be phenomenal and one of the better games and has major bowl implications already week one. So I, I think South Carolina – I had North Carolina change it to South Carolina. I think South Carolina gets the win. But it it's kind of a coin flip. It really is. All right, final game the most entertaining, most fun game we are looking forward to here. LSU versus Florida State. Rematch of last year when LSU missed that extra point to head in overtime, Florida State wins. Both teams, I mean, look phenomenal during the season. Uh, just uh, That's why they're ranked so high right now. Florida or LSU was a two-and-a-half point favorite in this game. And I said the last game had major bowl game implications. This has college football playoff implications because once the, one, one of these teams is going to lose, and whichever one loses can't lose again. They cannot, or they will not make the playoff. But whoever wins, they're sitting real nice. Uh, Jane Daniels versus Jordan Travis, which this game could also decide the Heisman. So this is an incredible week one matchup. Uh, it, it's going to be awesome. Uh, the, I think both of these guys end up in New York during the uh, final week, and I think one of them, I think one of them gets the Heisman. I had Jane Daniels getting the Heisman in my uh, in my week zero predictions for the call, full college football season. Uh, both are heading in the right direction, in my opinion, with Norvell and Brian Kelly. Uh, Brian Kelly, I mean, in his first year, he beat Alabama, went to the SEC championship game. Uh, Norvell uh, finished off the year with a bunch of wins, got a win over OU in the Cheese Bowl, but uh, should have much higher aspirations this year. Um, I think if if either team, one of these teams comes out and wins by two touchdowns, uh, or at least wins by 10, but looks pretty good doing it, yeah, you that team is going to be feeling real good, and I can honestly put one of, one of them in my top three. Uh, I think... If one of these teams comes in and wins by two-plus touchdowns, I think you have to put them in the top four automatically. I mean, I, I really do. So LSU should be a little better on defense. Not great last year. Uh, Florida State, it, it's going to be a high offensive, high offensive scoring game. Or, like we usually see, the defenses look amazing because the offenses haven't really figured it out yet. And that's usually what happens in these big-time games. The defense look great, and the offense are like, oh, I don't know what we're doing. Um, I do think LSU is the better team, the more dominant team. I, I, I do like Florida State, not super high on them for the year, kind of like I said, but I'm going to go LSU winning 28 to 20, 21, 24, kind of somewhere in that range, but I think LSU gets the job done and is set up for a phenomenal season in the SEC and maybe a college football playoff game. All right, and then uh, finally, OU fans, OU review. Uh, Oklahoma hosts Arkansas State this week. OU a 35.5-point favorite. A line has come down a little bit. Uh, Over-under, only 58.5 for this game. Uh, Arkansas State, uh, JT Shrout gets a starting job in his career. He's had 272 passes, 1,700 yards, 
12 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. So don't look for much for this Arkansas State team. It's just fun coming in, playing a big powerhouse program uh, like Oklahoma, playing at the Palace on the Prairie. But, I mean, if they get the offense rolling, get some points going on, score two, two, even three touchdowns, you, you're feeling real good if you're Arkansas State and real bad if you're Oklahoma. But Gabriel, another year under Jeff Levy and Brent Venables, those two should have much better at play calling, game managing. Gabriel is one of the better offensively, uh, statistically uh, rounded quarterbacks in the Big 12 last year and in the nation, even missing two games. Uh, getting a lot of transfers in on the defense and offensive side of the football. Wide receiving core is going to be a little question, but uh, running backs, got your running backs, running back room is deep. Uh, really surprised that the Brent Venables decided to roll with a bunch of upperclassmen on uh, in 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 the in the starting week one instead of a bunch of freshmen. So pull up the depth chart here. But it's just a little surprising that a bunch of these sophomores, freshmen aren't getting starts. I mean Peyton Bowen, uh five star uh safety cornerback, uh not getting a start when you see all these other big time programs like Georgia, Alabama coming in, their starter or their freshmen are playing important roles, but uh, Desan McCullough not even getting the start at Cheetah, Justin Harrington. I mean, you got junior, you got one sophomore, Jared Kanak. You got a senior, junior, senior, senior, junior, senior, senior, all starting on the defensive side of the football. So one underclassman starting defensively for the Oklahoma Sooners. That's pretty crazy, in my opinion. I really thought there'd be a lot more young yeah, or two, two sophomores starting. So I really thought there'd be more young guns playing, starting on the defense side of the football. They're all backups, but a few are uh, in the second string, bunch in the third, fourth string, though. Offense side of the football, I mean, Marcus Major getting the start at running back, a little surprising, but senior, senior, Austin Stogner, junior, senior, 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 junior, senior, junior. So two underclassmen starting on the offensive side of the football uh, with your left guard and your, and you, yeah, so left guard on the offense. You're rolling with these older guys. I mean, experience is key in, in, in playing games. Uh, you got to have the experience. going to, uh, you have to play these young guys, though, especially in this game. I mean, even if you're up by just – I mean, you'll be up by four scores at least by halftime. Second half, come come play the young guns. Play, get them a lot of minutes. Get them a lot of minutes in the first half. I mean, just rotate, switch them out, keep these bodies fresh. It's going to be a hot day. Keep them fresh. So, um, it, it I think it's going to be a good year for Oklahoma. See how it starts with this first game last year. Not off to a great start uh, when you were up, I think, just not by much during the games. He only had 30-point wins over these smaller teams. So I think OU gets the win and the cover. I think it's 45 to about 8. They go 45-8. Why not? I think they go for 2. Sure. 45-8, uh, uh, Oklahoma. I want to see Jackson Arnold a lot. It's kind of sad I don't see OU scoring 50 in this game. But I, I don't know. I don't see him scoring I hope so. It means the offense is rolling. All right. That's my OU game prediction. So those are the games 
kind of predicting for the week. I'll my chart out with my picks on the Instagram app and Twitter at Burgers and Brats. And my lock of the week is uh, Clemson minus 13 versus Duke. I think Clemson just demolishes the Blue Devils. All right, uh, some other sports news. The NFL, uh, Kyler Murray out uh, for four weeks minimum, at least for the start. Uh, this is a big loss for the Cardinals, I think. Yeah, new head coach coming in, defensive-minded, which doesn't really fare out well in the NFL as of recently. You might as well just start tanking. It looks like the Cardinals are in full tank mode. Now they, they cut Cole McCoy, and it looks like Josh Dobbs is going to be the quarterback for the Cardinals for the first four weeks, or maybe even more, depending on when Kyler Murray gets back. So it's probably full tank mode in the desert. Uh, Trey Lance traded to the Dallas Cowboys for, I believe, a fourth-round pick. Man, third overall going to Dallas. I mean, and Jerry Jones not telling Mike McCarthy or anyone else that they're bringing Trey Lance in. A little, a little surprising move there, huh? I think Trey Lance has potential to be a pretty good quarterback. Uh, I He is... Uh, yeah, I, I do think he has potential to be a pretty decently, pretty decent quarterback in the NFL if they give him a chance. You get the right weapons, all about weapons, but you were in a great system in San Francisco and you couldn't get it done. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's Dak's team. I think he's got, he's still got a pretty good leash, pretty long leash around his neck, in my opinion. I, I mean, maybe if they go start 0 3, 0 4, yeah, you might get Trey Lance out there. Maybe they run some packages for Trey Lance, but uh, it's we won't know until the start of the season how this how this team looks. But Dak Prescott, job's not job security is not in question. It's no, it's his job, his team. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, no, could not find a trade suitor, and now uh, he is going to be on the pup list for at least four weeks. Will not be playing for the first four weeks. I think that is a bad. Bad sign for the Colts. Bad news for them because now you have this fresh or this rookie quarterback Anthony Richards coming in, and he's not going to know what to do. It would be good to have a good, solid rock behind him with Jonathan Taylor, and being able to make teams respect him and your quarterback, not knowing where the next play is going to go. But uh, not good to be thrown behind that kind of dumpster fiver team that I think only won three games last year, and your rookie quarterback. I mean, it's not going to be a fun time for Anthony these first few weeks, at least. Uh, we'll see what happens after that. But it, don't expect too much for the Colts or Richardson uh, for a while. Um, CJ Stroud named the starter for the Houston Texans. I mean, same thing. I, what, who's he going to – What's this team, that team was terrible last year. They had, when, they had the second overall pick for a reason. The uh, team was bad. And now you're throwing your rookie quarterback out into the into the snake pit with no no weapons, no line, no defense. What are we doing? He's not he's not Jesus. He, he can't save this team like that without any any help. I mean, come on. You can only expect so much from your rookie quarterbacks. So it's gonna be fun watching these rookies play. I like seeing rookies get a chance, but. You, they get their chance on these bad teams, and usually they don't pan out, uh, which, is, which is sad because they're so talented in the collegiate level. 
All right. Uh, Major League Baseball, Otani uh, has a torn UCL, uh, probably on his way to his second Tommy John surgery. A uh, little surprising news or little news that came out was he turned down an MRI when he was when he had arm cramping on August 3rd. So they did turn down an MRI. He's had a few cramps. He's been pulled a few times because of cramping and just uh, tired soreness from that arm. This just cost him a couple hundred million. This dude was about to get. He, he could have been the first guy with a, a billion dollar contract, uh, but no more throwing. He's going to continue hitting, but. I mean, his throwing career, that's in jeopardy. It could be over. I mean, it's definitely going to be limited. But it, that just cost him a lot, a lot more money than we could ever think of, put it that way. Uh, that that contract would have been incredible. Would have made your eyes pop. But uh, going to be losing a couple million. A good guy. Sad to see this happen to Otani because he, he's worth that money. He, he really is. I mean, this generation's Babe Ruth, so... Otani uh, torn UCL, see what happens in the near future where Angels decide to trade him or, I mean, doesn't resign. Uh, doesn't like he'll probably resign, maybe go somewhere else, a team that could offer him a lot of money. Maybe the Angels are offering him a lot more money than he's worth uh, after that surgery. So uh, that's kind of the other major sports news. Uh, let's go into On This Day in History, sponsored by Hefner Eye Care. Uh, 1962. The Earth population hits three billion. That was 1962, and we're almost at eight billion now. Come a long way. A lot of people on this planet. Uh, 1944, Anne Frank was sent to Auschwitz. So uh, 1944, and then 1945, following year, Japan surrenders, ending World War Two. Uh, this week in history. All right, happy birthday. Jimmy Connors, uh, Kinu Reeves, and Rocky Marciano. Yeah, that Rocky. A happy birthday. Great list of birthdays there. All right, let's move into who I'm sharing my burger and brat with. I mean, college football season's here. That's obviously getting my burger and brat. But uh, the other the other burger and brat, the USA Ryder Cup team was announced this week. Uh, for the captains, we got Zach Johnson, Steve Stricker, Davis Love the third. Jim Furyk, Fred Couples, and Stuart Sink. Uh, our captain is uh, Zach Johnson. The rest are vice captains. But uh, those are the captain and vice captains. Uh, some of the players on the USA team, uh, Sam Burns, Patrick Cantley, Wyndham Clark, Ricky Fowler, Brian Harmon, Max Homa, Brooks Kepka, Colin Morikawa, Xander Shoffley, Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth, and Justin Thomas. So a lot of people didn't think Justin Thomas would make it on, but he did. And then Brooks Kepka coming over from the Live Tour being asked to play for the USA team. I didn't like that. I, the Europe team didn't allow their player Live players to join their team. I wish we would have said the same thing. But, I mean, Brooks Kepka, Brooks Kepka is a heck of a player, and he will probably de definitely help us uh, for sure. So a pretty solid team there. It's going to be kind of, I mean, that Europe team is going to be good, though. I mean, with Rory and uh, Victor Hovland and John Rahm, it's going to be a pretty good team. But I like our chances, of course. Uh, as a Patriot, as an American, I like our chances, of course. Uh, so that is Team USA. Pretty good lineup. A bunch of old people. But a lot of young guns as well. So, I mean, you got a few... 
I mean, you got a bunch of top 10 players on there. So it, it should be fun, should be good, excited for the U.S. Ryder Cup in Rome. All right, everyone, that's the podcast. Uh, college ball week one is here. Official, Officially first week of the college football season, baby. Let's go. Um, appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, have this out. I mean, right now. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. Take my college ball week one picks. Take them to the bank because I usually do pretty good. We'll see how week one goes. Uh, always tough to tell. Uh, thank you all for listening. Make sure to follow the podcast on any platform, any streaming service at Burgers and Brats. That's Burgers Ampersand Brats. And stay up to date with Slayest News on Twitter, Instagram. Hopefully you just watch live on millions.co at Burgers and Brats. And check out the podcast website, burgersbratspodcast.com. Go buy yourself some merchandise. Thank you all for listening. Take care. Stay safe.